0: He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis.
1: This is Cats at Night. John Katsimatidis here and TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. I need a weekend, even though I don't get the weekend off. You never do. Yeah, uh, tough boss. <laughs> and, and with us in the studio, we have two common sense uh, Democrats and one common sense Republicans. We got Judge Richard Weinberg, Governor David Patterson, and we have Borough President Vito Fasella. Welcome guys. How are you guys doing? Happy to be here. Thank you, John. Good to be with you as always. And my favorite And and we have my <laughs> my sidekick uh, Lydia Serrani, and we have one great show today. What do we have?
0: We do. We are going to be speaking with Captain Gary Yuri Tabak. He is in an undisclosed location. He's going to tell us what's going on on the grounds in Ukraine. We'll also be speaking with Larry Kudlow because the prices or energy prices are out of control. we got the new jobs 115, report. 115, 116 today on a barrel. And then we'll talk to Professor Alan Dershowitz about Bill Barr. He's really going after Trump. And then, of course, Dr. Peter Mikolos. He's got the latest medical advancements. But first... I understand uh, we have, uh, uh, with us, Ambassador
1: Bolton.
0: That's right, that breaking news from Ambassador John Bolton. He has the latest on the Russia invasion of Ukraine. Let's go to Ambassador Bolton.
1: With us today is uh, Ambassador John Bolton, and uh, uh, we're going to ask him for a report of where the heck are we in uh, the Ukraine and Russia? Things are very fluid. They're moving. Uh, And uh, Ambassador, uh, how are you today?
0: Well, thanks for having me on. I must say, I think the situation in uh, Ukraine is very, very critical. As you say, it's fluid and fast-moving. But uh, right now, despite the heroic resistance of uh, the Ukrainian military and the Ukrainian people, uh, nearly all of the uh, forces that Russia had been stationing around the borders of Ukraine are in the country. Uh, they've, uh, they've begun to have some success the Russians have in the southern part. You know, as we've talked before, I think they want to take the entire southern part of the country and uh, get control of the Black Sea and the port of Odessa, and they're having more success there than elsewhere. Uh, Negotiations between the Russians uh, uh, and the Ukrainians have not really come up with any progress other than some humanitarian uh, uh, provisions to get refugees out of contested areas. But You know, that's a that's a big problem in and of itself. Right now, you've got by the U.N.'s estimates uh, over a million refugees out of the country in places like Poland and Hungary and another million displaced persons inside Ukraine with predictions of up to a total of five million refugees, which would be catastrophic for Ukraine and, and, and the neighbors as well. So I think the prospects are pretty grim of uh Of the hostilities continuing. They're not going at the pace that the Russians wanted, but uh, it's kind of an inexorable uh, unfolding of events here. On Friday, the uh, NATO foreign ministers met and uh, were absolutely clear they're not going to have a no fly zone. Uh, Secretary of State Blinken said a no fly zone could result in World War III. So, you know, we have a very disturbing circumstance that the United States and our NATO allies failed to deter Russia from invading Ukraine to begin with, and now the Russians are deterring the United States and NATO from doing a no-fly zone. So it leads to the question, who's in charge here? And I'm afraid the answer is Russia.
1: Well, they got, uh, uh, they put everybody against the wall, and they're threatening, and, and he, Putin even threatened that his finger he does have a red button. Uh, but uh, I, I hate to underestimate him because I didn't I never thought that uh, Putin was gonna uh, actually invade. I thought he was just uh, rattling the uh, uh, the trees a little bit. Uh, his generals would they obey his order to press the red button?
0: Well, I think, look, I I agree with you. I think any time a nuclear power makes a threat about its nuclear weapons, you better take it seriously. But I've looked at this very carefully. And, you know, since Putin made that threat just from publicly available sources, uh, satellite pictures and the like, there's no evidence any change has taken place in the disposition of any Russian nuclear forces. Uh, And my conclusion is it was it was a bluff, really. Uh, to to make us concerned. Uh, You know, you you made another important point about uh, uh, the fact that Putin invaded in the first place. I still don't think that his objective is to take control of all of Ukraine. As I mentioned a moment ago, I think he wants the southern part and I think he wants the eastern part. These are the parts of the country where the people are Eastern Orthodox, primarily Russian Orthodox, where they are primarily Russian speakers, as opposed to much of the rest of the country, which speaks Ukrainian and which is Roman Catholic in faith. Um, so if, if that's right, that, that is the kind of way Putin could see this ending, that he's gotten what he wants and he says, I could have taken all of Ukraine, but I'm not going to. And then the sa- sanctions disappear and we're back to business as usual. That, that's, that may be where he wants to go.
1: Uh, I understand that when we when we talked earlier in the week, uh, we talked about maybe Chancellor Merkel, who was very close to Putin, would go over and, and try to uh, come up with an exit strategy that that he'd be happy with. Have you heard anything
0: to that effect? No. Uh, there there was speculation about a possible mediator. I mean, even Xi Jinping of China was mentioned as a mediator. He's not. He wouldn't be my choice, but. Uh, I think that talk has kind of died away in general uh, as we reach the end of the week. And I think I think the reason is people see that Putin is at this point not in a mood to negotiate. Look, he the Russian army has not performed well in the first week of the invasion. I think everybody agrees on that. And I think Putin and his generals need to rehabilitate, restore their reputation, which is not good news for the Ukrainians. But He's not going to negotiate. Putin won't do that if he feels he's in a position of weakness.
1: Ambassador Bolton, uh, thank you so much for, for giving the American people an update. And uh, uh, let's see what happens. It's a day-by-day, uh, like you said, it's a very fluid situation. Uh, but thank you for yep, being sure. there and advising the American people.
0: Well, it sure is. And uh, good to be with you again, John.
1: Thank